Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. New information, please. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. I'm going to need everything, all the info you got. On My Talk. My Talk. Come on, you guys, do me all the dirt, dirt, dirt. Carrie Underwood revealed some tragic news this weekend about her fertility issues over the past couple of years, during which she suffered three miscarriages. Uh, she yeah. had an emotional story on CBS Sunday morning. She got into some of the meanings behind her new single, Cry Pretty. Um, so that is just mm. really difficult for women to Difficult go to share, yes. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully... Um, her story helped people that were struggling out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all. It was a. It was a really good episode of Sunday Morning, if I may say as well. Yeah, you had, good, you had the cat sanctuary story and <laughs> Jim Gaffigan and yeah, yeah. Some good, good interviews. And next week the, they're going to do a profile on the return of Murphy Brown. So stay tuned for that next week. Nice. Okay, uh, if Mel B has her way, Katy Perry might be joining the Spice Girls. Uh, <laughs> Not what? Yeah, Gary well, Spice wants Katy Perry. Well, um, they did. She talked about with James Corden that there is going to be a Spice Girls reunion. Uh, Posh Spice uh, is not going to be attending that. Uh, Victoria Beckham. So they sort of threw around ideas that if they had some guest people, celebrity guests to do, um, you know, part of the tour, yeah. Katy Perry would be good. That'd be so fun. It's not set in stone. It's just something that Melby was like, oh, I think Katy Perry would fit in. Yeah, I think Katy Perry's too uh, busy. Yeah. You know, she has There's her own thing stuff. going on. Yeah. Okay, sources say that Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin got married on Thursday in a civil ceremony, mm. and they're going to have a religious wedding soon. Um, and also, they didn't have a prenup. Oh, well, oh, wow. Okay. Good for those crazy kids. <laughs> exactly. Hey, if they're happy, he, we're happy for them. We're happy, yes. You know what you forget is that Stephen Baldwin, Haley Baldwin's dad, is very religious. He yeah, is very. very. Extremely religious. She was brought up with a religious background. Justin Bieber's is, religious. I yep. think they're going to be fine, actually. Yeah. The two are going to make it. Yeah. Okay. On TV tonight, we have the Emmy Awards. It's the 70th annual. We also have Monday Night Football. And that's the latest dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. Greatest update ever. Dirt alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Keep me updated. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. I was back in high school and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car and I couldn't control it. Then I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means?
of Jason and Alexis in the morning, and welcome to Dreamweaver Dawn. Every Monday at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, Dawn, who went to Dream University, <laughs> oh, will yeah. interpret your dreams. What do they mean? We're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to email, you still have a, a little bit of time. Go ahead and drop us an email on our show page. Brevity is key. Same thing with the phone lines. If you mm-hmm. call in, we just need a few details. We don't need our, our north and south, <laughs> the thorn birds, just a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Dreamweaver Dawn, who do we have first? Okay, our first caller is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Good morning. I'm fabulous in yourself. Doing well, thank you. Tell us and tell Dawn about your dream, please. Well, I was on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean during a storm. My purpose was trying to save people. So I jump off the boat, and there's waves crashing all over the place. And one wave hits me up really high in the air, and when I look down, there's a, a, a school of sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh. was like, this is terrifying. I'm getting off the phone right wow. now. Okay. Okay. Um, as far as the military goes, it's an aircraft carrier, like a military-type thing in the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Um, this has to do with your self-discipline. Um, so you're trying to overcome things like probably laziness in your life. You feel like you get overwhelmed in your day uh, because water is conscious life experiences. And so since you're in the vast ocean and you feel like you are having an inner conflict that you're under attack, it has to do with self-discipline. You also feel like you have some really big habits going on that I would assume has to do with getting yourself motivated and you get overwhelmed in your experiences. So there's a battle within yourself to try to deal with those things. Mm. That totally makes sense. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, well, thank, thank you very much. That was oh, thank the, you. the Christ, shark Kelly. thing right away. Mm, those there. are the habits. Okay. And that's just a reminder to pay attention to those things that mm-hmm. identify the habits and Maybe try to change. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Good, re- good reminder, Lex. <laughs> okay, we have Anonymous on line two. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Anonymous, welcome to the show. Go ahead and tell us and Dawn about your dream. Hi. 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 Okay, I, I, I was in Chicago, and I uh, all sirens were going off, so we turned on the television, um, and on television it was mayhem and havoc going on because... Uh, we were under a nuclear attack, mm-hmm. and there were satellite images that said that the missiles were pointed to Lafayette, Indiana, which was within the Chicago blast zone, I guess. And it was one of those things where everyone knew what was going on. It was sort of like a 9-11 type of heightened awareness where we were completely aware of the situation. Not sure what country it was coming from, but my, uh, I was in the middle of sort of uh, military experts, and they were asking one person what to do and and where to go and how to handle the situation, and it turned out to be that one person was my sister, whom I hadn't talked to for, hadn't seen for a few years, and I talked to maybe once a year kind of thing, don't have a really good, clear relationship with her. But that was the dream. The good news in my dream was that when I woke up, I the bomb had not gone off it, and the missile yeah. wasn't fired. Okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> Lafayette, Indiana, the home of Purdue University, by the way. I don't know if you have any uh, kinfolk at, at uh, Purdue, mm. but anyway. 
Uh, Dawn, what does this mean? Okay, there's a lot of inner conflict that you have going on that you recognize is destructive to you. Inner conflict, okay? That's what war represents. Um, Mm. And what you're trying to do, uh, if the TV is involved, it sounds like that was a significant part of the TV. Um, Whenever you visualize something and you want to create something in your life, you have to visualize it first. So televisions represent the use of your imagination to visualize what you want and need. So it sounds like you're trying to solve your own problems of your own inner conflict by visualizing how to solve these these problems. Um, in the military, if they're involved, just like the last caller, it's kind of strange we had these two in a row. Yeah. Um, the military has to do with self-discipline, so it sounds like you're having an inner conflict that you recognize that has to do with self-discipline. Now, your sister coming into the picture, you're visualizing how you can solve your own problems, okay? So you're getting this information from your subconscious mind. Uh, since she is female, and you don't really talk to her that much, this is a part of you that you're not super familiar with or in touch with right now, and you realize that she is the per- she is the aspect of yourself, whatever qualities she has, that you can bring into your conscious mind to solve that problem. I don't know if oh, that wow. helps you at all, but anything, any of those details about like Lafayette, Indiana, that doesn't really, just ignore that. <laughs> it's okay. just your brain trying to pull and make a really pretty picture for you. But unless you had some, like grew up there or something, no. just ignore that part. Fabulous. Okay, that makes sense. It does, because I am very visual. I always, I have a, a vision board at home where goals and that kind of thing. And Perfect. I always try to vision, uh, visualize. Okay. Where I want to go and what you, I want to do. You just have Thank to you. figure out what your inner conflict is right now that has to do with self-discipline. Okay? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Thanks. Yoda. <laughs> oh, okay. Yoda, Yoda taught us all that oh, in Empire Strikes Back. Right. Thank you, Anonymous. Okay. Uh, Dreamweaver Dawn is yes. what we're doing. 651-641-1071. Andrew is next. Hi, Andrew. Tell us uh, and Dawn about your dream. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Love you guys. Thank you. I had a dream last night that a close friend of mine uh, was telling people that I did or said something that I did not say or do. They proceeded to tell close friends and family that I said or did something that I did not say or do, and uh, I could not convince anyone to believe me okay. otherwise. This thing mm-hmm. that you said or did, can you be more specific about that, or is it something you want to keep private? Uh, I, I honestly don't remember. It was more of the anxiety through the night uh-huh. of not being able to be believed. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, I just want to remind you and everyone else, if you dream about somebody else, you're dreaming about an aspect of yourself. So the dream is always uh-huh. about the dreamer, all right? Your soul uh-huh. really doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't care about other people, but it's only giving you feedback on what is happening to you. So this has to do with a part of your your subconscious mind that you feel like at times is betraying you. So Uh it doesn't really have to do with, it has to do with making a connection to what's important in your life and what your your goals are, and you can self-sabotage sometimes. Uh Um, And that's uh, without any more specifics about the feeling that you're um, working against yourself, you're not helping yourself out sometimes, and that you're yeah. constantly trying to justify in your own mind and to yourself, like, okay, was that the right choice? Ooh, should right. I not have taken that action? And that's right. what happened yesterday specifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. that absolutely sounds like the battle that goes on in my head 
24-7. So. Okay. All right. Well, think about yesterday because that's the feedback just from yesterday or 48 hours before. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so All much. Right, Andrew. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Bye. Have a good day. Uh-huh. You do. Uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's go to... Uh, we have someone, Maddie, on line three. So let's go to line three. Right. Maddie had a dream about us, Dawn. About mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Maddie, welcome to the show. Tell uh, Dawn about your dream. Okay, so I had a dream that I went to the state fair with you two. Okay. And then I lost you. And then my best friend from high school that I've just reconnected with, I went. She found me, and she was going to bring me home. And I went to her house, and there was, like, 20 people living in her house. Okay. It's very strange. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, well, first of all, um, radio, uh, so because I have to extract myself and my friends here from this and just interpret it as you're listening to the radio. So that has to do with the ability to receive thoughts, like, telepathically. Uh, So from one person to another. Um, So there's a a part of you that's your inner Alexis and your inner Jason, whatever qualities you think they have. You sometimes in a fun atmosphere, because that would be the fair. Okay, you feel like you have the ability to bring these qualities out within yourself and you can really make a connection to other people. Okay. Okay. Oh. and then what happened? You're I'm sorry. Some of these are hard to just take cold like this. Yeah. Um, girlfriend from high school. Yeah. Okay. And that and that um, makes you connect with uh, a part of yourself that's more familiar when you're in okay. that state. As far as the 20 people at a wow. house, that's just you, you have a lot of aspects of yourself that you feel like come into play whenever you get into that probably creative mode. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense at all? I know that's a very... So I have a little inner Jason and inner Alexis? Yes. And it has to do with... Whenever you're... I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, whoa. (laughs) My apologies in advance. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you. Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver Dawn, we have one more email. I know this one's cold, but I think you'll be able to... It's concise. And you'll be able to... There's some key things in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emma writes to us. We have one more phone number. Phone call too, Jace. Oh, okay. okay. Hi, I'm watering my plants, and there's a snake halfway out. When I call over my husband to take care of it, who doesn't believe me, the snake bites him in the face <laughs> and bites inside his mouth. Ooh. The snake then slithers out, and we help him out the door. Okay. All right. Well, um, your husband is your subconscious mind since he's a male, um, and this has everything to do with your creativity, because that's what a snake is. Even oh. though people have negative thoughts about snakes, it's actually your creativity. So if all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. You think about sometimes how the creative part of yourself you feel like uh, isn't serving your higher purpose or doing you any good. Maybe you get like really off on a tangent in your mind and you're like, oh, I should have been focusing on that. But I started crafting. (laughs) 
<laughs> or oh, doing something that's creative. relatable. It yep. can be fine, but sometimes you feel like it isn't furthering you in your soul's purpose. It's just maybe, uh, you know, something that's distracting you. That's mm. what I would say about okay. the snake dream. We have uh, just a little bit of time before we have to break for the dirt alert. Let's quickly go to line one. Mm-hmm. Who do we who do we have, Alexis? We have Tammy. Okay. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi, hi Tammy. Hey, hey, hi. how are you? Hi, great. Good. We have just a little bit so, of time. Be as concise as you can. Okay, so it's not a specific dream. It is kind of a reoccurring theme with my dreams for like maybe the last month or so. Mm-hmm. I'm either in an antique store or I have inherited antiques. It's like every dream I'm like surrounded by all these antiques. Hmm. And what are you doing with them? You just like there's one dream where I just happen to be like I'm I inherited them and I'm packing them up and then this woman comes along and she's apparently bought something that she wasn't given so I'm like having to unpack everything and try to find whatever it was she bought so I could give it to her it's just odd it's like every dream I'm in I'm in an antique store okay um I think that uh furniture is like symbolic of Mental actions required for creation, so uh, involving your memory, your will, your imagination um, in the universal language of mind. So in order to get what you want, you're basically calling on parts of yourself that are specific actions required to create what you want. And you know that that is a deep part of yourself that is um, probably to be like a reverent part of yourself that if it's antique, that means that it has... It, it's an ancient part of you that you're connecting with. That's not just a new thing from Ikea. Does that make sense? Mm. So it's something that's old that you know. And so you're taking steps to move forward uh, with the things that you want in your life. So that's what the furniture represents. It's the only hmm. thing that I can really think of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. okay. Mm, that's Thank good. you so much. Thank you. Right. Dreamweaver Dawn, if you didn't get your dream answer this week, uh, please don't worry. Don't email throughout the week. Unfortunately, Dawn can't answer those emails, but we do it. That's why we do it every Monday at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. When we come back, Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. It's time to get caught up on all the big talkers of the day in the Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Good morning. Happy Monday, you guys. Happy Monday. You know, the biggest story today is this uh, New York Magazine story uh, that is telling the story of Soon Yi Previn. Okay, so Soon Yi Previn is Woody Allen's wife. You'll remember that she was the adopted daughter of Mia Farrow, who then ended up uh, marrying Woody Allen, who was married to... Mia Farrow. Can everybody keep that straight? Every time I hear that story, which is a million times, I go, wait a second. How did that happen? What happened? Uh, Suni is firing back at the Farrow family and saying that uh, Dylan Farrow's allegations of sexual abuse against Woody Allen are fake. She says that they are not true. And Ronan Farrow and Dylan Farrow are now firing back. Uh, Ronan said in a statement, I owe everything I am to Mia Farrow. She is a devoted mom who went through hell for her family, all while creating a loving home for us. But that has never stopped Woody Allen and his allies from planting stories that attack and vilify my mother to deflect from my sister's credible allegation of abuse. CBS uh, this morning really dug into this this morning. There are also some criticism over this New York Magazine story because the writer of the piece is a longtime, very close friend of Woody Allen. New York Magazine defending that, saying, well, 
uh, that her story deserved to be told and it needed to be told regardless of who told it. Um, but this has been a long time battle and, you know, it's put a lot of people in challenging positions as, um, particularly as the Me Too movement progresses, as, um, actresses in particular who choose to work with Woody Allen come under fire because of these allegations by Dylan Farrell. Why? It's an interesting read with Suni. If you um, oh, I can't wait to read this, if you want to read the whole thing and get into it, and um, I mean, she, I think she is she is not often heard from directly no. yeah. at all, and so uh, so that's what's really interesting about this, and still the dynamic of that family, and then where Ronan Farrow has come into play in terms of the Me Too movement, and so yep. importantly because he has been at the core of the storytelling, has just it's just like almost too much to wrap your head around. Yeah. I have to be honest. I lean more toward believing Ronan than I do the other parties. Yeah, Ronan yeah. and Dylan. I mean, when I you look back, I mean, there were several investigations into this. Dylan Farrow talked about, um, you know, that her, her story has never wavered in decades. Uh, there were some investigations that found that uh, there was no credible allegation of abuse and then others said that they were. So it's, you know, it's really tricky. And, and this is the situation. I mean, these types of allegations, it's a child and an adult in the room, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. who else knows what happened? It's very, it's not like you're going to go, okay, where's the surveillance video? Where's the eyewitness, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this is what you have. So I encourage you, if you get a minute today, to take yes. a look at that Sunni um, piece. It is in New York Magazine. Uh, Carrie Underwood also making headlines this weekend and today. She is bravely revealing that she suffered three miscarriages in the last two years. Uh, she has a three-year-old son with her husband, Mike Fisher, who is um, a hockey player. He plays for the Nashville Predators. And they have a baby on the way. She did an interview with CBS Sunday Morning saying she uh, experienced her first miscarriage last year. And she said, I kind of planned that 2017 was going to be the year that I work on new music and I have a baby. Uh, we got pregnant in early 2017 and it didn't work out. And no. um, she went on and talked about that. She suffered a second miscarriage in 2017 and a third in 2018. And she said that she had always been afraid to be angry because we're so blessed. And she felt like she couldn't be mad when she thought she might be having a fourth miscarriage is when she said she finally started to get mad. I think it's great that she's talking about this. I think it'll help a lot of people. Yeah. I think it, absolutely. And who knew? Gone I mean, through that. Yes. She's had a, you know, and, and I, I pause. I'm not admittedly the, the biggest Carrie Underwood fan, but I always think it's good when celebrities open up about stuff like this because it makes people that have uh, that go through the same things feel less alone. And she has had a trying couple of years. Her accident, yeah, uh, you know, and the the mis the, the mis it's just uh, yeah, yeah. You, and you, all you the and then her husband retiring and then going back. I mean, it yeah. seems like there was some sort of unsettled decision making going on there. I absolutely think talking about this is so important, and I know particularly I think for um, families who have a child and then they have a difficulty getting pregnant with a second child. There is sort of this like, well, you should just be happy for what you have. And these families are saying, well, we are happy for what we have. But yeah. that doesn't mean that we're not grieving what we also wanted in our life. Right. I mean, right. so yes. anyway, Carrie Underwood, um, she is expecting baby number two. So that's great. Uh, oh, man. Um, Les Moonves, mm. you know. Uh -oh. Not invited to the Emmys. He's not. Uh, going no. He's not invited to <laughs> just, ground round for uh, dinner. Yeah. In case we're going to look for him in the crowd, CBS did not invite him. 
And um, he was at the helm of 18 TV programs that have been nominated for Emmys, but he will not be there. A network source saying this is a non-issue because he hasn't attended the Emmys in many years. Um, can we just mm. halt right here? Because, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What I really want you to talk about is uh, how, how, how are you dealing with the post-border battle morning? Oh, my gosh. What a game, huh? The sad part is no one's happy today. Mm-hmm. No one's happy. No, it not was... even that kicker who now we found out in the last hour Ooh. is now uh, he's a lead host at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. So he's is gonna he be out? Doing that. They kicked him out? No, 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 no. I'm just joking. No, no, we're not kicker. I'm wondering what the decision is going to be happening. If they can't win. It's just, it's the thing is now no one's happy. No. I mean, I would no. at least like to see 50% happy. <laughs> Exactly. I'd rather have my 50%, and that will remain under wraps because I don't want the hate email. Uh-oh. Oh. It's coming already. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Reese today at 3 on Twin Cities Live. We'll be right back, everybody. The radio home of Colleen and Bradley, Lori and Julia, Donna and Steve, and The Morning Show. On My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Yeah, very funny. We have names, Jason, Alexis, and Dawn. Yes. <laughs> Lori and Julia may not know our name, but little John does, right, little John? Yeah! What? 8.33 on this Monday, September 17th, 2018. What? I know. It's shocking. It's already the middle, almost end of September. Lex. Whoa. What happened? Whoa. Dawn, what happened? Oh, my gosh. I think we're still... Um... We're still reverberating from the fair. Yeah. <laughs> this just kind of wipes your brain out, and then you're like, ugh. Then you have Are a couple st- of weeks like, where you're like, who am I? Yeah. And then you wake <laughs> up and go, oh, it's mid-September. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fair is super fun, but it is a different, uh, you know. It's a, ti- it's like a, a portal. It yeah. is a portal, yes. It is a portal to a different dimension. <laughs> right. and, then you, and then you come out of it mm-hmm. and it's mid, it's late September. And now, right. and now here we are. And mother, and then over the weekend, it was 90 bazillion degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was like, I, told, I said to Colin yesterday, we were walking to get some coffee. Uh, and at the worst, I'm not, okay, I'm just going to stop. Uh, I'm going to get myself into trouble. Uh-oh. We just don't have luck at this certain coffee shop. And once again, we did not have luck yesterday. Mm. But anyway, um, we were walking to the worst coffee shop ever. And uh, <laughs> we were walking to consistently the worst coffee shop ever. And uh, I said to Colin, I go, oh, my goodness, it feels like Florida. It was I super felt, humid ooh, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. It felt like Florida. Steamy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just bad, 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 bad. But I'm not complaining because mm. now Mother Nature is going to flip a switch. You know it. And it's it's going to go back to being fall-like, right, Lex? That's is right. It, and it will yeah. cool down a little, too, because of the thunderstorm, the rain that's going to be happening later today. Oh, okay. So it will cool down. Okay, good. But you're right, though. It was steamy. Oh, girl. Mm-hmm. And fall s- will be here shortly. Yep. It's all, in, in some ways, it's already here. Yes. Uh, 835, I asked Elizabeth about the border battle. I know a lot of you watched the game yesterday. Uh, I watched the game, and I was uh, so scared for my life. I was uh, wanted to be <laughs> choppered out. Well, where so, were you, Jace? <laughs> I was at the Herkimer. Oh, I yeah. was at the Packers bar uh, in Uptown, and I was so scared. There are moments. Well, I didn't realize, and I told Alexis, and I told Dawn, and this is not a joke. Uh, 
I have probably watched about seven football games in my entire life. Seven full uh, football games. So I'm not used to the activity that surrounds these events. And uh, I was sitting at the Herc and every time they would, I I thought my perception was my, my observation was that the, the, the football fans, the bar goers would only scream when they scored, you know what I mean? Or they would boo when the Vikes would score. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. They scream, they scream for almost everything. And that really confused the Matheson boys because my husband went to Tinkle and as he was in the bathroom, the crowd erupted and he came back out and he goes, did they score? And I go, no, this guy went that way. And I said, and they they started screaming and I, I didn't know what was going on. They screamed for everything. So I just, uh, you know, um, what is it? Uh, uh, when in Rome, you know? So when they would scream, the crowd would be like, woo! And then I'd be like, woo! You know, I would I would be <laughs> so like a delay. A there was a, a, yeah. a two-second delay on my wooing. <laughs> so I would just follow the crowd. Uh-huh. And then I almost messed up and uh, because when the Vikings uh, started to tie it up at the um, mm-hmm. before the finale at the very end, um, when they went to, when they made that uh, touchdown or whatever, <laughs> I, I started to go, Oh, and I had to pull it back. Oh. It was halfway out of my mouth. I started to cheer. Yeah. And I, and I and went, well, oh, oh, and I pulled it back. <laughs> like I was vomiting. I had to change the noise mid scream <laughs> because I didn't, I, I thought, Oh no, 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 I'm not. Remember Jace, you're at a, you're at a Packers bar. Mm, oh Yeah. And my producer, Jeff, before we even went, scared the crap out of me because I said, what, what do you wear? You know what I mean? What, what's, the, what's the attire for, for something like this? And he said, uh, not a Vikings jersey. <laughs> yeah. He go, and I said, does it matter? He goes, yes, it matters. And he got all serious with me. So he scared me to death. I go, well, can I wear like a, he says, don't wear green. Don't wear yellow. Don't wear purple. Certainly don't wear purple. I'm like, holy crap, what do I wear? Did you wear a Star Wars t-shirt? Because that brings I, everybody together. No, I wore a black t-shirt and a veil. So that's why <laughs> people couldn't see me. <laughs> uh, no, but I did wear a that's black t-shirt. That's not distracting at all. No, I, I wore a black t-shirt because I thought that would be safe. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I'm not for anybody. I'm on my own team. You know what I mean? What? I'm, yep. I'm for... Team vodka soda. That's what. That's the Ooh, team I was yeah. on yesterday. Yeah. But I had to act because you know I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want them to know I was infiltrating their event. So yeah. I had to cheer with them. Um, and I was very afraid I was going to win Dingo because. It, and, and by the way, that's what they call Bingo at the Herc because they don't have a license to call it Bingo, so they call it Perfect. Dingo. I was. I was so afraid to win Dingo. Because if I did, they bring you up and you have to tell on the microphone in front of the whole bar how long you've been a Packers fan. So I, <laughs> You're so, like five minutes. So I looked at, I looked at Colin. I go, what do we do if we win? And he said, you say three hours and 30 minutes. And I said, yeah. okay, okay. So I got a little I got a little pit in my stomach. I really wanted to win, mm-hmm. but, but I didn't want to win because I didn't want to have to go up in front of everybody. And say, I've only been a Packer fan for three hours and 30 minutes. 
Ooh. Yeah. I rough. really, oh, of all the times, I really wanted you to win. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I did not want to win. That would have been amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. A diazoriza. No, I would have had <laughs> massive stomach issues. I was already nervous. My stomach was already kind of gurgling. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't let me win Dingo. Don't, which, by the way, I can't believe I'm saying that. Don't let me win Dingo. But I didn't win Dingo, and all was good, and they couldn't have been. I want to say... The staff didn't scare me. It was the fans. Oh yeah, they're 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 crazy. The fans. I mean, what the a, staff. What a game, Jace! To watch the full game, you picked a good one. I guess I don't know. Sure. I mean, just in terms of the excitement of it all, you know, because yeah. it, yeah, yeah. it was so close, and then they tied it up, and whoa! I oh, bet it was crazy. That, ooh, and that little fourteen-year-old uh, kicker person. Oh, I feel bad for him. Oh, mm. uh, I feel f- bad because now. The entire state hates him. You yeah. know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. He was a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one and done. Uh, one and done. Like I said, Oof. he's already shift manager at the Golden Corral. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. is. He, he has the working, worst job ever. He is working the lunch shift today. <laughs> he's, oh, he is at the, he's already at new employee orientation at oh. the Olive Garden. <laughs> he is. It's oh, I feel I feel bad for him because again, I'm not a fan. I know a lot of you listening are like, "Don't feel bad." That's his job. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. And 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 14 year old did miss all three of them, all three of the the kick things. Yeah. But I can still have a little compassion because nobody knows unless you're one of those players what it feels like to have an entire state hate you. Oh, you know, yeah. Who would want that, man? And that is just so intense because the kicker, yeah, they just come out there. You, they could be kicking amazingly for you know the full season, and then just down to one kick, and it's a little to the left, and yeah. everyone hates you. Seriously, I, I, that, and he's only I, I say he's fourteen. He's twenty four. Yeah, I couldn't have handled. Think about you in your twenties, and and think about how mentally. You you have that pressure, mm-hmm. and then the the mental the mental ability the, to to deal with that type of criticism from sports fans. Oh my goodness! I don't know if I, that's crippling. I don't know if I could deal with that at forty four. So I don't know. Yikes, yeah. I'm coming from a place of compassion for that kid because. I know he has to be feeling it. I just can't imagine the excitement in that bar, Jace, because and whatever team the the bar is rooting for, uh, just because it was so such an intense game. I was listening mm-hmm. on the radio, mm-hmm. and Angel and I were going crazy in the car. Here's uh, Colin recorded some of the chaos. Mm. <laughs> um, here's here's the noise. Uh, here's this is when somebody kicked. Anyway, it, somebody did something, and, and it caused the entire bar to erupt. Here's yeah. It was deafening. I mean, I'm sitting, I'm in the middle of this, and I'm like, oh, my eardrums. It's just, oh, yeah, anyway. So, by the Fun. way, the Herkimer, to end on a positive note, the yeah. Herkimer has really good nachos. Hashtag, they layer that crap. I was good. Yes, yes. The Herc has good layered nachos. So, 843, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after these words. Don't look rich, I ain't got no change. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Everything R2-D2. I'm Jace with Lex and Don the McLean. Thank you for being here. Thank you, R2.
Hey, R2. R2, uh, how you doing today? How you doing? Perfect. I hear you. I hear you have a meeting with B. Arthur later today. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I know. We feel the same way. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, R2. Danger. Danger. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine with B. Arthur. Uh, Anyway, speaking of B. Arthur, she hasn't told us any different. Uh, Tickets are still on sale. Tickets are still available for Project Down and Dirty Comedy. Comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, October 5th at Mystic Lake. So go to mytalk1071.com to get those tickets and uh, and and come see us that night. So, and yeah. Lex, how are you feeling? Are you starting to uh, get any ideas for your comedy set? Yeah, well, we were road tripping to, to Bayfield. We talked a little, and Helen, I talked a little bit about it there and back. And um, I have some notes, yeah. You do? I'm still very scared, but I have some notes. I have some ideas, so we'll see. Do you already know what you're doing? I have an idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have a. I have maybe a concept. So good. Well, at least we have professionals to help us with this. Help craft what we're going to be doing. Hopefully. (laughs) And if not, it's just (laughs) you and I. We're in danger. (laughs) Where's our two D (laughs) two? Where's our exactly? We'll we'll get up there and uh, we'll get up there and just do uh, fourteen minutes of dad jokes. So (laughs) yeah, I got the dad jokes. Got them ready. Yeah. Don McLean, will you tell the folks we um, we always one of the great things about working. At the station is there is a belief with the managers that um, we have so much fun and and we're so blessed by having great listeners and and great success that we should absolutely give back. It's part of the the mission statement of our station. And we have a I shouldn't say an event, but we have another opportunity for all of you to help us give back. Right. Right. Yes, we are going to be collecting diapers again, much like we did uh, during Hurricane Harvey. We're going to be doing this for Hurricane Florence. It's going to benefit the North Carolina Diaper Bank. Um, so on Wednesday, we're going to be at the Rosedale Center in the parking lot from 9 to 6 p.m. Uh, and then on Thursday, we will be at the General Store of Minnetonka from 9 to 6 p.m. Now, this time around, we are not going to be collecting any uh, clothes or any other items other than the following three things. Mm-hmm. Diapers, formula, and wipes. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's We're going to be filling a truck with diapers, formula, and wipes. So if you can help us out with that, like I said, 9 to 6 at the Rosedale, Rosedale Center on Wednesday, General Store of Minnetonka from 9 to 6 on Thursday. Of course, Be cash yes. and checks, too. They'll accept that as well, too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. otherwise, the, the, the diapers and the wipes come in nice boxes so we can Tetris them into the truck real nice, you know? Exactly. So we, the more it, we can pack in there, the better. Right. That's what they really need. Alexis will be head Tetriser. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I yes. do like to pack and get things, you know, do just you? right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Colin, Colin's really good at that. I am not good. No, no, mm. no. Don't I wonder if Steve know. Patterson's good at packing things. Is uh, Steve Patterson, <laughs> do we have, what is? That did what? not sound oh like God. I meant it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steve is over here on the man wall. <laughs> Um, I am not saying a word. What was that question again, Lex? Would you mind repeating? Oh my God, Lex! Would you mind repeating the question for the members of the jury that stepped out? Um, Are you good at packing? 
packing trucks. <laughs> packing trucks. And packing your suitcase. Mm. Yeah. I, I forgot to add. You know, I've always asked that of myself. A noun after the packing part. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Critical yeah. nouns. Ooh. Critical they are. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, anyway, she's, yeah, uh-huh. she's here every day, folks. <laughs> Tip oh, your service. Marvelous. Mm-hmm. Um, We're just talking about the diaper drive. Oh, which is great. Which is going to be fabulous. Yes. And packing yeah. strategically is important. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Is that what we're talking mm-hmm. about? Yep. Steve, okay. what are you unpacking from 9 to noon today? <laughs> you know, uh, Donna Valentine's out this week. So we were missing our leader, our commander. So yeah. we will try to go on without her. Uh, Miss Shannon is going to be in today. So we'll have a lot of fun with her. Fun. We have Elizabeth in throughout the middle of the week. I saw something, though, this morning coming up at, uh, let's see, 10.15. We're going to be talking about this that I thought might particularly interest Don. On 60 Minutes last night, I saw this thing about what MIT is doing in the future of robotics. <gasps> I watched it. Don! Yes! They're trying to Ooh. implant dreams in us. So imagine a little Alexa who's by your bed. It can tell when you're just about to fall asleep. Yeah. And that's when you're at your most, your, your mind is receptive to things. Yeah. And then it is essentially implants an idea into your mind as to what you should dream about. It'll say like the word mountains. Wow, and you, or could you can murder. program that yourself. I don't know. MIT has to program it, but I think it's a, uh, a dark sign of things to come, Don. <laughs> I wasn't That's super scary. excited about that either. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Dreams we're, are supposed to be organic. We're supposed to be getting feedback from our inner selves. We shouldn't be implanting things. Well, the robots well, are going to kill us, guys. Yeah, I'm becoming more true. convinced of that as time goes Someone's on. Someone's going to come and just ruin it for us all. Mm-hmm. You just want to mm-hmm. have a sweet dream about your future. They're gonna, you're right. Steve implant murder. Steve is good at unpacking things. That's Alexa right there. Alexa! Patterson is good at unpacking things. That's right. Thank you, Alexa. That's going to do it for us today. Stay tuned for Donna and Steve minus Donna. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right, guys. Go pack some things. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. You be you unless you're a horrible, terrible person. You can change.